Hello, you guys. It is currently 12.36 a.m. Hudubayak here. It is a rainy day in Detroit, Michigan, the one and only Detroit, Michigan. Um, you know, and currently I'm feeling pretty well and, you know, this year has been a pretty intense year, I think, for everyone. Um, there's been a lot of losses, a lot of tragedies. However, there's also been a lot of new beginnings and a lot of lesson learned, lessons learned for um, a lot of people, if not everyone. And we are currently in a mercury retrograde in scorpio which means that <coughs> oh excuse me which means that there will be a lot of old emotions coming to the surface particularly particularly emotions having to do with lust love and that sort of deal so if people from your past who you used to fuck or date or have feelings for randomly start popping up in your life. Thank my dear ruling planet Mercury for that because my baby has just, will not, well, yeah, just went retrograde October 13th. And yeah, hope you guys are having fun with that. <laughs> um, you know, a lot of people like to shit on Mercury retrograde and you know, they prepare for the worst of times. But honestly, Mercury retrograde is kind of one of the things to look forward through throughout the year. And I'm going to tell you why. Mercury retrograde brings a lot of things to the surface. Mercury retrograde shows you things that are not properly in place. It points out flaws. It points out holes. Um, loopholes, sinkholes, you know, whatever you want to refer to it as. But if you think you have your shit together, wait till Mercury retrograde to, you know, profess that because it will definitely point out anything that is not solidified. Um, I am a Virgo and Mercury is my ruling planet. So for, you know, although I am very intensely affected by Mercury, I have, I, I personally have gotten used to, you know, living life in retrograde. Um, cannot say that is true for all the other Virgos, but um, I hope that this was a fruitful introduction for you all and we will now segue into the very first segment of um, in my temple in my temple is a segment that I will be doing on every show this is the pilot so if you're listening to this thank you for listening um, but in, in my temple this segment will mostly be about, you know, my own spiritual journey, 
in things that I feel like you all could relate to. And, you know, because we might all, you know, lessons learned, you know, brings knowledge and that knowledge should be shared. So hopefully that is what this segment of the show will do for you all listening. Hopefully there is something that you can take away from it. So without further ado, we will be talking about mostly, okay, we'll be talking about listening. So if you are a steadfast person who is very solid in your opinions and in your beliefs, you make up your mind and then that's it. You're very stubborn. The spiritual journey will be very, 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 very humbling for you. Because if your spirits are anything like mine, they will force you to listen in one way or another. Spirits have their way of breaking you down and making it so as to where you don't have a choice but to listen. Um, Yeah, and throughout this spiritual journey, I've been humbled a lot. Like I said, I started my metaphysical practice in the summer of 2018, and I thought that I, not spiritually, but in life, I thought that I was hot shit, and I thought that you know, I had a confidence, which was good, but it was also detrimental. And this spiritual journey, working with my ego, has definitely, definitely, definitely humbled me. It has taught me that I don't actually know as much as I think I know. And if I think I know something, I need to check again you know, to ensure that I'm right. Um, They have taught me that I need to be more receptive to the things that are happening around me and I need to be more open to messages from not only my igun, but from the universe itself. With that, with being able to humble myself and, you know, open myself to criticism, you know, not only from dead people, but from the people in my, um, in the physical realm and the environment of the physical realm, you know, I've been able to grow. I've hit a lot of my lowest points on this spiritual journey, and there have been times where I thought that I could not go any further, but, you know, they, my Igun really has taught me to listen. They have humbled the fuck out of me. They taught me to listen, look, learn, and, you know, they taught me that I don't know as much as I think that I do, and, you know, that there's always room for more knowledge. Um, You know, not saying that this is something, you know, that everyone goes through because maybe you 
are, you know, born with um, more of a sense of humility. But this was something that I had to learn. And it was a very intense lesson for me to learn. And baby, it's still not over. Even, you know, if I get on my high horse in a, you know, a day or two, for a day or two, they still be like, look, bitch, now, what do we teach you? Like, you know, I'm like a fucking kid in preschool. And, you know, my egoon, they have the tendency to be very, very, very harsh. Not like hard, well, I mean, hey, they have, they do tend to be very, very harsh and, you know, very stern and stubborn. And, you know, it's, it, which is funny because now I know where I get it from, but they are also, it's, it's a harshness with a level of love to it. You know, I never feel like my ancestors are like beating my ass, you know, like metaphorically, of course, but I never feel like they're humbling the fuck out of me for no reason. You know, my ancestors, whenever they are teaching me lessons through events in my life, they always make sure that there is some form of good accompanying it. They always make sure that I feel loved in the midst of learning whatever lesson it is that they are trying to give me. And for that, I am grateful. And I think this, like this, this method of teaching really works for me because not only have they taught me to be humble, not only have they taught me true humility, but they, they've also taught me when to not be humble. Like there are there as much as they want me to know that, um, you know, I still answer to them. They also, you know, want me to know that I am that bitch. You know, they don't want me to be so humble all the time as to where I'm not giving myself the credit that I deserve. They have taught me that I am a very bright and gifted individual and that I should be proud of those gifts and I should wear those gifts proudly. They they really have, you know, taught me in abundance and collection of lessons that I'm ever so grateful for and so that is a little bit about in my own journey and you know that is this segment of in my temple so you know without further ado we'll move on to the next segment of the show which is through the Sahara And Through the Sahara is basically a segment where we will be talking about important topics in the metaphysical community. Um, The topic that we'll be covering today is love and sex and magic. Should 
should, should, should you be using magic or metaphysical means to manipulate love, sex in your life. This is a very hot topic. It's a topic that more seasoned practitioners have all has all have already answered for themselves. If you go to an old head, they will blatantly give you your their own opinion about using love work or sex work, you know, like using magic as a means to manipulate love and sex in your life. And these old heads will either tell you, they'll, you know, depending on who you ask, you could get a multitude of answers. But the ones that I have mostly gotten have been along the lines of hell yes, hell no, or only if you are already in an existing relationship with an individual and you are using it to spruce things up or, you know, highlight a lost flame or whatever the case may be. Um, I don't think that I'm just going to say this straight out. I I do not think that there is a yes or no answer on whether or not you should use metaphysical means as a way to manipulate love and sex in your life. I can only tell you what my experience with these things have been. Have I done love work to um, get someone to bend to my will? I sure in the fuck have. Have I used um, sex work to, you know, uh, attract sex to me? I sure have. However, and all I can do is give you my own experience with that. You doing, you know, love work or sex work could turn out, could yield completely different circumstances. But I will tell you what happened to me. So, mind you, I began practicing in 2018. I began my work with protection work because that is, you know, that's what I felt safe with doing. That's what made the most sense and whatever. But as I began to delve more into hoodoo, I was like, hmm, I could be using this magic, you know, for a lot more. So what did I do? Oh, man. Man, man, man. I, using hoodoo, I was, I was able to get a guy to move in with me. I was able to get a guy to be madly in love with me. And baby, when I tell you that relationship went to shit... I, 
And mind you, I was getting the things that I wanted, but the problem was we were not meant to be together. So this man wound up causing so much fucking havoc in my life to the point where it was unbearable. And you know, my young dumb ass was just like, but I love him. But I love him, you all in late. I can't let him go late. Like, you know, he mom here, like. But that was one of the very first humbling experiences with magic that I had. The universe and my ancestors basically slapped the shit out of me with a bunch, with a series of unfortunate events. And, you know, let me take a quick break right quick before we get into the, the bulk of this conversation. Hello, you all, and we are back. My apologies for taking so long. You know, just had to recuperate, get my thoughts together. But we are back. I do want to give a disclaimer. I know you all listening to this may be like, this shit is so unprofessional. Like, he just like driving in his car, like, recording a podcast like bitch it sounds in the background and first of all I'm going to give you a major disclaimer I am not one for respectability politics you know I want this to be an enjoyable process for myself but also the listeners and I want it to be as genuine as possible I feel as though as long as it's not screaming in the background you know, pots clattering and glass breaking, you know, then things should be fine. Um, you know, I'm, I'm here for a good time. And, you know, I want to give this experience, my, give my experiences and my thoughts as blatant and as transparently as possible. And if I waited to until I could get a quiet environment that was pin drop silence, I would probably never record. So without further ado, we continue our previous episode, um, Love and Sex and Magic. And welcome to Love and Sex and Magic Part 2. So, where we left off at in the last episode was me getting into the question of should you use love work and sex work to, you know, manipulate events in your life? And I was getting into my own experiences with the relationship that I had where I did that and I had a guy move in with me and had him be in love with me. So, let's unpack this shit element by element. 
okay? Firstly, the spirits told me loud and clear that they did not want me to be in a relationship with this boy. And I say boy because he was in fact not a man. He was a boy. A boy in an older person's body, okay? And that is my fault for allowing that energy into my life. And you know what? I take full responsibility for it and I have learned my lessons. So... Once again, the spirits made it loud and clear that they did not want me to be in a relationship with him. And what did I do? I ignored them. You know what I said to the spirits? I said, but I love him. Like, this my man in light. I can see a future with him in light. You know, I love him. Like, it don't matter that he never want to clean up. And he talked to me like shit. And he, okay, period. But... You know, I was giving all the excuses in the world, bitch. Whenever I would do, you know, go to the altar about him, candles would just be flickering like, bitch, you wrong, bitch, you gonna die. You know, giving me all types of signals and hints like my ancestors and, you know, spirit guides were as clear as day about how they felt about this guy. But what did I do? I ignored them. And let me tell you niggas what happened. So... I really wanted him to move in with me. So I did some work to get that done. And he moved in with me. Um, a very bad experience. And we can, you know, we could go over all the details of the relationship, but that would take too long. At the end of the day, what the important takeaways from this was... This guy was emotionally unavailable. He did not love me in the same way that I loved him. I wanted him to change to be who I wanted him to be. And not even so much that, but I saw what he could be. I saw the good in him. I saw the potential in him. And I knew that he was destined for greatness if he could just have somebody pull that greatness out of him. And... You know, what I found out was that we just were not made for each other. He was not what I needed, and I was not what he needed. And, I mean, he, that boy put me through the ringer. I mean, like, I had never loved someone so unconditionally before in my life. I did, I'm, you know, a cold-hearted bitch. I could be so stone cold. But being in that relationship taught me that I was actually capable of feelings, and as treacherous as this relationship was, I did have a lot of lessons that I got from it. And that was one of them. You know, the fact that I could I, I could actually love. And, you know, it also taught me why you have to have conditional and Con conditional love like you cannot have love on an on, on an unconditional basis like that shit will hurt you because you know people constantly get to cross your boundaries and you know they they can ultimately treat you however they want and you know you're loving them unconditionally so none of this shit matters to you None of it matters to you. And 
you know, it was all these flags. I mean, fuck flags. It wasn't even warnings. Like, it was full-blown problems. And I was like, bitch, I cannot read. I suddenly do not see it, okay? And, you know, ultimately what happened was the relationship began in a good place. Like, he genuinely was a good person at first. And he was really nice to me. He did love me. He was, you know, lighthearted. But over time, like, that light faded and it just turned into darkness and coldness. And, yeah. And it was not what I needed. But, you know, like I said, and I'll reiterate this again, as horrible as it was, I learned a lot. Now would I do that again? No, I would not. Because I now know that if love is meant to be, you won't have to use magic to make it so. Like, at least that's what I learned from my experience. Your experience could be completely different. But I would not be being genuine if I did not tell you how I felt about my own situation, my own experiences with this sort of work. Um, I now know that, you know, what is made for you will not pass you. And you don't have to be afraid of it, you know, slipping you by because it, it won't slip you by if if it's meant for you. Now, that doesn't mean that you don't have to pay attention. You do have to heed signals and signs. But if it's made for you, you know, it'll also be clear that that is, you know, for you. And you just have to be receptive to those signals. And once again, this is going back to our our um, are in my temple of listening. You really have to listen, listen to the universe. The universe is, you know, never going to steer you wrong, but you have to be open and receptive to the signs, messages and spirits that are revealing themselves to you. None of this shit matters if you don't listen. You have to listen, 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 listen. And I cannot stress that enough. Spirit in the universe will put you hip to shit that you didn't couldn't even have imagined if you are receptive to the messages. Please listen. And in terms of sex, <sighs> baby, when I tell you I used to do sex magic every day. And my sex magic had a delayed response, right? delayed response and I was doing this shit every day but I kept doing it because I'm like oh my god this shit isn't working this shit isn't working baby when I tell you I wound up having sex every single day for the entire month with someone different And when I tell you that month, I experienced some of the best dick that I had ever experienced in my life. Mind you, I have had sex with a lot of men. And I've had a lot of, you know, unsatisfactory experiences. And my fair share of satisfactory experiences. But that entire month, the dick was hitting every day. I cannot tell you 
how much of the best dick of my life that I had had that month. All that sex work that I was doing. It all hit at once, baby. And let me tell you, I was getting pleasured every day by a different person. I got fucked in a fucking... <laughs> a fucking um, sky rise suite. I got fucked, you know, by a a rich suburbanite. <laughs> um, I got fucked by, you know, some hood niggas who, you know, <laughs> baby. But. And I feel like I have to disclose this, you know, just to be entirely um, transparent. One of the one of the experiences I had in that month was a sexual assault. And it was weird for me because it wasn't like I was like viciously forced to do something. I was just like, like, yeah, I went to his place willingly had sex with him willingly, but it was after the sex that had ended that it got weird. Like, he was like, oh, you can't leave until I nut. So I was kind of just like laying in the bed while he jacked off and I didn't want to be there anymore. And I would consider that sexual assault. Um, And that wasn't a good experience at all. But um, you know, I feel like I do just have to disclose that. But other than that, the entire month was was really hitting. It was really where it was at. And yeah, and I had never had so much sex before so consecutively. Um in like a month ever before that month like and that's that sex work really came through like but man but and I know you guys are saying you know you could possibly say oh well if you do sex work isn't that what you want but I I feel like you cannot have this conversation separate from emotional and psychological developmental issues like if you can if that is something that you want if that is something that you like and enjoy if you like having sex so vigorously so you know so much back to back to back then of course do that do you know sex work do the you know sex magic to your um heart's content and you know have fun at it and I really hope you have fun but but for me there was a lesson in there because I had not of course I wasn't is like emotionally fucked up as I was when I was a teenager but I still had not realized fully what I wanted my relationship to sex to be and it was you know impulsive and the thing about like doing with me doing this sex magic was yeah the sex magic came through and it's what I wanted yes the opportunities presented themselves 
you know, but that didn't mean I had to accept opportunities. And for me, you know, I just, you know, it was a lesson for me because I really learned now, you know, I learned and I'm, I'm looking back at it. I'm like, okay, yeah, I enjoyed myself. It wasn't bad. And I only had one experience out of like, I mean, one bad experience out of like 30 days worth of like fucking different people. But for me, it was like my relationship to sex now is a lot better because now I know it's something that I want to do. Now I know it's something that I do enjoy. Now I have boundaries you know, I have boundaries. I know what I do and don't enjoy. And not saying that I want to do this or that I will do it, but if I was to ever do um, sex magic again, I would now know what I'm getting myself into. And I now know what standard to hold my sex partners to. So me doing sex magic now would be a lot different a lot different a lot different than you know doing it um last year I will say that much so um I say all of that to say do love work I'm not gonna say love work and sex mad love magic and sex magic is bad if anybody is straight out telling you it's bad, 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 please do me a favor and disregard that. But what I will say is do it at your discretion and you need to listen to the signs of that your egoon and the universe is giving you. If they're telling you, I don't think you should fuck this person or I don't think that you should use magic to force this person, person to be emotionally attracted or invested in you then you need to listen to that because these forces and entities are obviously telling you that for a reason and you know what I learned from this whole sex thing you know this sex magic escapade that standed, spanned it 30 days was to listen to list, I learned to listen more to myself, to my own boundaries, to my own intuition. I learned to enforce those boundaries and not be afraid to enforce those boundaries. And I learned to, you know, be steadfast on my intuition, to not only trust my intuition, but to act on what my inner high priestess is telling me. That is what I learned from that experience. And that is what I needed to learn. And now my relationship with sex is so much better. Like, I can be, you know, lustful and have sex for a week straight and then decide that I don't want to do it anymore and then stop having sex and completely cut sexual contact out of my life. There was a certain point where I could not willingly do that if I even thought about sex or, you know, an opportunity presented itself, I would take the opportunity, even if I knew and did not, even if I knew I didn't want to have sex, even if I did not feel up to it, I, I used to force myself to do it anyway. That led to a lot of, um, a lot of bad experiences and a lot of, 
perpetuating the inner turmoil and inner, you know, trauma and after effects that I had. And you know, bitch, us young people, we do have the tendency to perpetuate trauma. And my loves, please, I urge you, you have been hurt enough. Please do not further hurt yourself by forcing yourself to do shit that you don't want to do that is detrimental to your health. Baby, and you know, it's not enough. Like, yes, I know as friends and as loved ones, we want to intervene with each other. But you can't force someone to realize something. You need to, say, of course, say your piece and intervene. But at the end of the day, you have to leave people room to learn on their own. Stop trying to force people to listen to you. Stop trying to force people to understand a message. People have to learn and experience things at their own pace. That doesn't mean that you should not intervene and interject, but there also has to be a boundary and a limit to which you are inserting yourself into their endeavors. Um, you know, please don't overstep. Now, of course, if somebody is in danger, I once, my friend, baby, let me tell you, my friend got drunk one night. It was her birthday. She got drunk and she was trying to go out at 2 a.m. to um, go fuck somebody. And I was like, bitch, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, it's 2 a.m. and you drunk as hell. You, you know... I don't think, and I, th I don't think I, the, her and from what I know now, her and the guy know each other well now, but they didn't know each other that well at that point. And I was like, bitches, you crazy. So yeah, I hit her phone and mind you, I was staying in her house at the time and I hit her phone so she could not leave because she really had me fucked up if she thought that she was about to leave at 2 a.m. while she was pissed drunk. To go have sex with a guy that she did not know that well. If it's a situation like that, girl, intervene and don't be afraid. But, you know, if it's not a situation where, you know, the person isn't in like blatant or obvious danger. You kind of got to stay out of it to a degree because you can't be you know what i've learned is you can't yes we have our intuitive abilities but we can't force you know lessons on people we can't force people to be receptive to our intuition now you know would you be wrong if you did try to force them to understand not necessarily but you also have to be um, cognizant of the fact that by trying to force someone to heed themselves to your intuition and your knowledge and experiences, you are crossing, you know, or could potentially be crossing their boundaries. So just be cognizant of that love and, you know, just, you know, <sighs> cognizance and be um you know you you use your discretion really 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 use your discretion um and for the most part i think that is that is really all i have to say about that
Um, so without further ado, let's, let's move on to our next segment, which is Lost in Translation. So this is the very first segment of Lost in Translation on Bayek's Desert. In this segment, we will be talking about messages from the universe. What is the general message that the universe has been sending out to people nonstop? What have you been seeing a lot lately? What has been popping up? So really, um, what I've been seeing, you know, general messages that I've been seeing is um, like more so power dynamics. Um really like what is power what does power mean in this day and age as a black person as a black person living in the united states power is always on my mind but not power in the sense of domination but power also in the sense of am i vulnerable Also being cognizant of strengths and weaknesses in things that are advantages and disadvantages. I think as a black person, this is constantly on our minds. And even more so when we are metaphysical practitioners, we are forced to think about power dynamics. Forced to think about it. There's no way you can get around thinking about power dynamics as a black person or a person of color or any other minority in this state or in this, not in this state, but in this country or in this society. Um, what this, what this year has taught us is that power can shift and change on a whim. The dynamics of the United States and its power structure is completely different this year than it was last year. And across the world, so many people have been protesting, um, you know, racist murders committed by police forces, um, you know, from the United States to the murder that has happened um, to Breonna Taylor. And, oh my God, George Floyd, like, I mean, states, cities were protesting for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 days straight. I personally have never seen a movement like that in my lifetime. And people are still protesting, you guys. There were protests all around the world in solidarity with the George Floyd and Breonna Taylor protests. Right now in Nigeria, our Nigerian siblings are protesting an end to police brutality in their own nation. I mean, like, there has been complete spiritual and mental, psychological awakenings all across the diaspora. I have seen so many young people get back into their voodoo and hoodoo roots and their go back. And even if they are not practicing, they have people started digging into their ancestry and people have really started to figure out who they really are. And people have really began to wait for it. 
reclaim their power. People have really, you know, started to realize, specifically black people and young black people at that have specific, have started to realize just how much power that is residing in their DNA. And I am so happy to see these awakenings. You know, people are reclaiming what is theirs. Even on Lovecraft Country, this entire first season, you know, I won't give spoilers, but has wrapped up. And it was about them reclaiming their ancestral birthright. You know, the right that the magic that was stolen from them by white people they had to fight to reclaim that power for themselves. And if that's not a lesson of, you know, modern day today, then I don't know what is. But I say to y'all, continue to claim what is yours. Continue to awaken. Continue to think about what is power. What does power mean to you? That is really what you know, this year has taught us. If you ask me, this entire year has been a fucking Mercury retrograde and you cannot tell me that it is not. It must have been Mercury retrograde on another planet as well, because once the Mercury retrogrades ended this year, it's like they kept going, kept going, kept going. And to that, I say, Think about power, but not always in the sense of domination, but also in the sense of vulnerability and what can be gained, what can be lost, what's it, what are advantages, what are disadvantages, what are non-factors, and really think about what that means to you and what that means in relation to other people. And, you know, that is all that I have today for this segment of Lost in Translation. And we will now end with The Gift. The Gift, this segment, is just to add what are some things that, you know, what is some knowledge that I want to depart on you guys? And this has been a recurring theme about this episode, but I really do want to say, listen, listen, and don't be afraid to reclaim the power that is inside of you cannot stress that enough heed those warning signals signs messages and really reclaim what's yours and with that i love you all thank you for listening if you would like to be featured on by x desert you know how to reach me Thank you and bye out.